0: Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the day, Michael Petropoulos. No, Jason. Um, Jason is taking his final law school final in the morning. Ooh, double finals there. Congrats to him and no Tim for uh, baby matters that popped up unexpectedly because that's what happens when you have a less than one year old at home. But it is not just me. I'm very, very happy to say I'm here with Brodo Extraordinaire, the man behind the app, the uh, best name in the business, Mr. Santiago Casanova. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? How are you? And of course, Brodo's lead writer, director of content, Mr. Matt Ward going on, folks? What's going on? So today we have a, a nice one for you. Everyone knows the NFL draft just completed, right? It was big, big news on Brodo and across the fantasy football and the NFL world. Um, so today, instead of doing a dynasty league uh, mock draft, since those are going on already currently, we're, we're taking a spin, a different spin on it today and looking at redraft because... Finally, we know the landing spots for rookies and after the NFL draft is kind of like when the, uh, the hardcore redraft players will start diving into more leagues. Um, FFPC leagues start to fill more underdog released new contests for players to jump into. So this is really the time where, uh, people will start getting gritty with their, uh, with their preparation for the NFL season and their redraft products. So that's what we're going to be doing today. We're very excited to get that going because we, we, we say this a lot. We like to take breaks <laughs> during the offseason, the early offseason. We do not draft any teams in like February, March, or April. We need to reset our minds. Um, but it's going to be nice diving back into that redraft mind state here instead of uh, looking at guys like Rashad White, Matt's favorite guy in like the first round in a rookie draft. Maybe he'll go in like the ninth, tenth, eleventh round. Let's see where how high Matt will reach for him here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that being said, any before we dive into the dive into the draft, I did want to ask you guys any super shocking NFL draft news that uh, that really stood out to you? for me it was I think it was uh, Justin Ross not getting drafted, but uh, what about you guys?
2: Yeah, the the all of the trades in the first round, the three Ohio State wide receivers going back to back to back was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean AJ Brown getting traded is probably honestly the biggest thing that stands out and how that Brilliant. really like for fantasy implications at least for the way that that, that trickled down um, and has kind of rippled the the fantasy market in the the redraft best ball FFPC ADPs. Um, but yeah, I think Justin Ross is a huge story. Speaking of slip downs on the defensive side, just for draft news, Nikobe Dean falling to the Eagles is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it, just one of the most chaotic drafts in recent history in general. So there, there's a ton of things that you can point to, but those are, those are certainly some of the standouts that even 10 days later, you're still like, holy, how did that happen? about them jets reaching for a running back? eh?
1: <laughs> Let's chill out with reaching for it. Look, I'm a huge proponent of weight for a uh, weight for running backs, but the second round is, is different in terms of like value. Um, I'm okay with the team taking a running back in the second round. If they're really trying to bolster that offense.
3: Sure, I mean, like-
1: I don't mind the second
2: round. It's just the whole trade-up thing. that.
1: Uh,
3: well, all right. Kenneth
2: Walker went like five picks after Brees Hall too. So if they wanted him on the roster, the only way to get him was to trade up. So I, I understand like the GM logic behind that, but I also get where you guys are coming from, from a value standpoint. That is a, it's a, yeah. But now like
3: The whole problem with that is wanting him on the roster to begin with. Like, I mean, he's a great player, but you don't need to spend a lot of capital on a running back like
1: that. Fair enough um but anyway but like matt was saying the jets offense is looking pretty nice now so i'll take it as a jets <laughs> fan we haven't had a nice offense in years um but okay so we'll jump into the uh the draft but before we do that tim would get mad at me for waiting this long to even say it this podcast is brought to you the fantasy football by Brodo app download the app guys it is free it's not going to be free forever they have player we have player comps uh player cards statistics Uh, True defensive ratings, true value ratings, everything you need to dominate fantasy football is there for you. And this is where you could try to find the, uh, you know, the real diamonds in the rough when it comes to rookie drafts as well. Guys like Jalen Tolbert, who Matt is a big fan of, the comps are a big fan of him, too. He has tremendous rookie comps in there, looking like he could end up being a pretty solid NFL player. And you could get him late second round, early third, mid third round in your rookie drafts. Um, So check that out. Download the app. It is completely free at the moment. And there's no reason not to download it. So there's a spiel. Not as good as Tim, but decent enough. So the way we are doing it today, folks, 12-man redraft draft. Um, Matt is taking the 101. Kind man. I wonder who he's going to take first overall. I'm taking the 106 to squeeze there in the middle. And then Cass is doing the 112. So we're going to, we're coming at you with three different uh eyes really we're trying to get with the every part of the draft to uh, see how we create our teams it's going to be 12 man ppr league one qb two wide receivers two running backs a tight end and two flex did that a little bit to try to get a little bit more uh, flexibility there instead of three wide receivers or um only one flex two flex so anyone could really the first few rounds you can get creative if you'd like draft multiple running backs draft multiple wide receivers maybe two tight ends go uh kittle kelsey I did that last year in one of my leagues and I made it to the championship. So who knows? Um, but yeah, that's how we're doing it. The other We're doing this on Sleeper. The other spots are obviously taken um, by the computer. So we will be recapping those spots as well. But Sleeper certainly seems to have the most updated ADP of the mock drafting sites at the moment. The rookies may be a little low, but maybe we can take advantage of that. So time will tell. But with that being said, Matt, you are on the clock. So
2: something I was even saying to us off air is I'm a we're I'm a dynasty guy and I'm not really like used to building these redraft minded teams as much anymore. I kind of got back into redraft a little bit last year, being on the Brodo team and playing with you guys. But for the most part, I've been a dynasty minded dude for a very long time now. Um, So with one, one, kind of building as if I were to stack a roster to try to win now. Yep. I'm going to take maybe the chalkiest pick available and just get Jonathan Taylor from Indianapolis off the board, have an RB one to anchor the entire team. I don't need to worry about RB's falling back or anything like that. I mean, we all know who Jonathan Taylor is as a player. Mm-hmm. He smashes the Brodo rushing yards over expected model. Um, so that that's it. We'll go hero running back, I guess maybe tilting my hand a little saying that i'm not going to come back for rbs
1: but <laughs> here we are jonathan taylor on the squad yeah seesaw running back is certainly our uh, our choice when it comes to drafting for sure. here at brodo um definitely a fan of the pick there with jonathan taylor i'm i am a bit iffy about him being back-to-back rb1 overall it doesn't happen often and he had a very low total yep. for the rb1 overall last season but honestly you probably can't get much of a safer pick there so I understand it um after Jonathan Taylor goes Dalvin Cook at the 102 which is interesting Christian McCaffrey at the 103 um Justin Jefferson at the 104, 4 Derek Henry at the 105, and it is now my turn to pick and I'm a wide receiver guy you guys know that big time wide receiver guy and there is one wide receiver here that is just, just silly that he wasn't drafted in the first five picks. Two wide receivers, really, that I think is silly weren't drafted in the first five picks, and that's Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. Um, I like having fun. This is a mock draft. Maybe I'd actually take Cooper Cup in real life. You know what? No, no, no. I'm taking Cooper Cup. I'm not, I'm not not drafting Cooper Cup, so Cooper <laughs> Cup is the pick here at 106 for me, starting with that stud nice. wide receiver yes. who literally yeah. had... An unbelievable, unbelievable uh, 2021. I don't see why he can't repeat it in uh, 2022. The guy was just an absolute monster. Nearly 2,000 yards on the season. Like, what a beast. I'm taking Cooper Cup, and I'm very happy about it. After Cooper yeah, Cup, yeah. Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Stefan Diggs. And now it is Cass's turn to pick here at the turn. It's always interesting when you get up to the turn because you could really uh, meld your team how you'd like. Two double running backs, double wide receiver, maybe Kelsey in a wide receiver. Right, Price. right. We'll see. So that was,
3: I mean, you kind of nailed it. Uh, what I was thinking about doing, get the positional value from Kelsey. I think he still has at least one more season. In the tank, uh, I'm hoping he can just maintain the high level we've been accustomed to. So, yes, for my first pick, I'll be taking Travis Kelsey. So, let me just try and
1: draft him. Ooh, Travis J- Kelsey at the 112 is interesting, Cast. I don't know. I'm Matt. How, how are you feeling about Travis Kelsey? Because I'm, I'm really on the. There was a clear decline for Travis Kelsey last year from years prior. He is old at this point. I know they just lost Tyreek Hill, but I'm a little bit scared. We see like a Zach Ertz-esque drop-off in production where he he goes from like a locked and loaded top three tight end to more of like a low-end tight end one guy who you can't trust as much as you typically could for years prior, even though Travis Kelsey has always been better than Zach Ertz. Right,
3: and now he's the undisputed wide receiver one in that offense. So I think if not – because of just pure talent the added opportunity is gonna make him at least a top five option in my opinion next season
2: yeah and, and the, we've seen tight ends produce at a later age the the age cliff for a tight end is much later than any other position like we've seen top 12 seasons from guys that are 34 35 years old and travis kelsey is the epitome of a consistent late producer he just does it year in and year out and and his drop off that Mike is speaking of isn't <clears throat> it, it noticeable yes but something that's going to scare me off of taking him as the first tight end off the board and redraft certainly not. I think you can make an argument for Kyle Pitts there um just based on essentially the same thing that we're boasting Kelsey to have which is a, a lack of target competition. But yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey as the number one pass catching option in a Kansas City offense with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback seems like a pretty safe pick.
1: Yeah, um, with that, it is still cast on the clock um, with Travis Kelsey. I assume you're not going double tight end. So let's see which way. You uh, no, go I would not do that. And <laughs> uh, I don't think
3: the running back tier is quite there yet. So I'll be going wide receiver naturally with Super Bowl runner up. Jamar Chase.
1: Jamar that's Chase. an excellent start. I'm actually a little upset that he, that he took Jamar Chase. I know he wasn't going to fall to me, but it still, it still upsets me. So thanks, Cass. Uh, so Cass yeah, starts yeah. his draft with uh, – go ahead, Matt.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I, I usually would like to get – that's why I don't love even in that 1-1 one, one spot going running back because I'm, I'm watching these little tiers fall apart here on the ADP board. And the strength of wide receiver – is much higher than the strength of running back already on that, like two 12, 3, one turn. So it's, it's difficult in, in your redraft one QB leagues to want to go wide receiver one, one, but I can certainly see the viability for it this year.
1: Yeah, it's actually, you were talking about the wide receivers. I saw Terry kill and Debo Samuel still available. And then the running back Swift, Kamara and Chubb. I queued those guys up. I was like, let's see which one of them falls. And then they all went <laughs> after, after Cass. So Cass ended up with Kelsey and uh, Chase, as I stated. Team 11 has Diggs and DeAndre Swift. Team 10, Najee Harris and Tyreek Hill. Team 9 goes double running back, Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara could be possibly a steal in the second round, guys. I think if, uh, if he just returns to being Alvin Kamara, having him in the second round is is going to be glorious. And then Debo Samuel at 2-5. Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel in the second round could be interesting too. Let's see if he gets traded or not, though. And then Team 7, Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb also going double running back. which I'm on the clock, um, for you folks new to fantasy football, quarterbacks don't get drafted this early, typically. So I'm not going to be looking at the quarterback position. Tight end is interesting, but Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts and company, But if I really want one of them, I think I might be able to get them in the third or fourth round. Trying to give you guys insight into what my mind is thinking right now. So don't snipe from me, please. So I'm looking at wide receivers and running backs again. The running backs, it's a bunch of guys who are very solid. But do I want to take them here in the second round? And Saquon Barkley. Everyone knows how good he can be, but it's been it's been a while since he was that elite level player. How are you guys feeling about Saquon Barkley generally this season?
2: I feel a lot better about him than I did last season. It's uh, it's hopefully the same thing that we saw with Dalvin cook, where he, you know, recovered from the surgery and then needed a year of like NFL playing time to fully recover in kind of a limited fashion. And I mean, Saquon did have the high ankle ankle sprain in the middle of the season as well. So even, you know, had less playing time to acclimate. Um, But, and then Dalvin Cook in that second year after his ACL surgery was an absolute monster again. So I do have high hopes for Saquon and I'm hoping it's that same trajectory of, you know, healing and production and and all that good stuff because on a per touch basis last year he was still Saquon Barkley. He's still a phenomenal player in space and can create with a bad O line and that O line has improved. And Brian Dayball is the head coach and and I'm I'm hoping for positive things for sure. And I, I could see I could see the value there as a as a you might be able to steal an RB one in the mid second round, but it probably wouldn't be where I would be targeting him.
1: Yeah, I hear you there, Cass. How, how are you feeling about Barkley? You think you he's a, a value currently, or are you? Just I do think he's a value, that? but
3: that added risk needs to be taken into account. So I'm thinking late second round, early third is the perfect spot to get him. If I'm getting there, I'm like if I can get Saquon early third, that's just incredible. And i lo- I'd love that roster construction. But yeah, I'd definitely going uh, early second or first round at all. He has the talent, but he comes with that added risk. That's just, just where I'm at.
1: It would be nice if uh, if Matt could go Jonathan Taylor, Saquon, and then uh, a wide receiver there on the turn. If uh, Listeners out there, if you are hearing my audio, it's not great today. I don't have the uh, – we're having mic issues, uh, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Cass and Matt's beautiful voices do have mics, so no worries there from those two. Um, so not to me on the clock, like I noted – Taquan Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Javante Williams are all guys I'd be looking at. Javante Williams is interesting, but with Melvin Gordon returning, I don't know if I want to spend second round value. I'm also of the wide receivers are not not as deep as people think mindset. Like, yes, you could get Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins in the next couple of rounds possibly, but then it gets ugly, man, in my opinion. Like I'm not interested in the Michael Pittmans of the world um the i don't again. know if i'm gonna want yeah again <laughs> a year Devante. later what does he yeah. have to do <laughs> the Devonte smiths of the world the brandon cooks like when it comes to my wide receiver position i always like having studs who put up stud performances and this I'm, I'm gonna write an article or two or three we'll see if it turns into like a series sneak peek listeners about my best ball strategy and a lot of it had to do with getting um very solid wide receivers last year And in my best ball um, for the puppy and underdog, 37.5% of my teams advanced. Um, Average is 16.7, so I absolutely crushed average. I'm yet to find anyone on Twitter who's who's beaten that number. If you're listening, you beat that number. Yeah, let me know. So I'm leaning towards wide receiver here, getting a stacked one-two punch to start. Um, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans are just a few. I'm going with CD Lamb. I'm hoping for the a big breakout here. Someone. Matt is a huge fan of. um, CD Lime is someone I'm a big fan of, too. A little bit of a, I don't, I wouldn't say down season, but uninspiring year two, I'd say. And now there's no more Amari Cooper there. I think everyone, including Dallas and Dak Prescott, really is expecting CD Lamb to take that step up and be that number one option. So I'm taking CD Lamb here.
2: That's it. I also think it kind of says something to CD's ceiling when the expectation of him meeting that ceiling when he has, when he finishes like wide receiver 16 overall uh, with 14.7 points per game. And that's considered like a disappointing season. Like that's pretty good production. And I know it didn't meet his ADP, um, but yeah, the offense has kind of cleared out to funnel the passing game through him. And I'm a, i am I was a big fan of his game and his talent and his ceiling and his projections before this. Um, now, I mean, I, I could make, th- I could make a legitimate argument where right around that turn where Cass is, if you wanted to tap double wide receivers to grab CD lamb as your second wide receiver there.
1: Cass, how do you think lamb is a a good pick there? Uh,
3: Where he described, sure. I'm just not reaching for him as I would other wide receivers. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm hesitant to reach for CD lamb as high as you did, to be perfectly honest. I don't, think he's going to be as good as he was advertised last year however i would you take that for him i would look for
2: him
1: (laughs) where
3: around uh like matt's turn late second early third that's that's
2: more that's where i would have loved yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's for sure where i would have loved to pick him
1: up yeah i wouldn't have taken uh lamb if debo or hill were still available um i do prefer those two to lamb davante Adams is going to be super interesting uh, I don't know why I just brought up Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams is going to be super interesting with Derek Carr, the former Fresno State wide receivers. Devontae Adams is also someone I'm interested in the second round ahead of um, CD Lamb. But after CD goes Saquon Barkley, we were just talking about CT1-5 with the Derek Henry and Saquon Barkley start. Some people see that and they're like, oh yes, I see that. And I go, well, that's not a that's not a way I like to start my team. I prefer the double wide receiver tap um, or wide receiver running back, Seesaw running back um, approach. Um, Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown for Team 4. McCaffrey and Mark Andrews for Team 3. Mark Andrews is the second tight end off the board. And we got a QB alert. Ding, ding, ding. Josh Allen goes to Team 2 in Round 2. I was saying I don't take QBs in Round 2. That computer wanted to. Um, Which brings (laughs) us to Matt, who uh, started with Jonathan Taylor. Has, I mean, a, a fair amount of weapons here to choose from. Can really go RB heavy. Remember, you could start... Two flex players. So even if you wanted to double tap two more running backs, all three of them could start. So you have uh, options here. Yeah, the volatility of the running back position, like
2: injury-wise, it's something that I think people need to become more comfortable with when they're drafting and building their teams. Like you have to draft a running back, not necessarily knowing, but expecting that they could miss games. And you're drafting them on a point-per-game basis more so than, than I think even other positions where you would be more comfortable with how like their point total over an entire season. Um, So I'm not going to go double running backs here uh, just because I think it's safer uh, to take a wide receiver or try and get a, positional scarcity um, with a player that plays a lot of their snaps from the wide receiver position, but is a tight end. And I think Kyle Pitts has legitimate tight end one upside. He's somebody that we were all pretty low on last year at cost. I think that cost, well, I know that cost hasn't really moved at all in either way this year, he's still a late second, early first or early third round pick. And that for me this year is right where I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have top three, top one um, tight end upside. And that's definitely who I want to go. Um, and I think there's a lot of running back value later, but wide receiver scarcity gets a little sketchy in this uh 212 3 1 turn. So, looking at the board and thinking about wide receiver one upside, um, in a PPR format, I think it's pretty easy to go Deontay Johnson. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky's nice. a QB upgrade, I don't think that. That role that Deontay it? Well, and yeah, so <laughs> that was something else that I was going to get into. Um, and if Kenny Pickett does happen to win the job outright in um, the first, for week one, uh, the first game of the season, then he's going to need a security blanket. And that's DJ's game. That That's what he does. He's, all of those questions about drops were nonsense. He's got some of the best hands in the league and, and can haul in anything. And he plays a short yardage, target hog that I think is an excellent compliment for a rookie quarterback or a struggling quarterback looking for a second life in the
1: NFL. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've never been a big fan of, a uh, of Deontay Johnson. He's just been a, like, I know that's, that's ludicrous to say to some who are like some people really, really love Deontay Johnson. He has like a real big, uh, bandwagon of fans. I think I just, I don't know. I, I feel like he's a lot more of just a, uh, volume receiver and now without big ben there i don't know how much they're going to target him they did bring in a couple more wide receivers but you can't argue with deontay johnson's production the first few years from a fantasy standpoint it's just he's been super super consistent and productive and i see you taking him i I understand taking him in the third round but kyle pitts subject to change because this is our first mock draft of the year and it is may 9th today folks a long way to go before september i kind of love the idea of taking the the upside there so i like i like that pick
2: i almost feel like once we get to august and people people kind of all those ota videos come out and because atlanta literally has nobody else it's just going to be kyle pitts and drake london highlights i don't know if he's going to be there at that late second round area but that and again <laughs> Matt just threw his mic <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> and again, I, I was saying with Deontay, it, it's kind of a safety pick there, especially for a PPR is it He's a volume guy. And I think the volume is going to, going to remain so that that at least with this seesaw running back and getting a tight end right away. Right. Like, so I have the starting tight end, the starting wide receiver, the starting running back kind of locked, loaded, set it and forget it hopefully without injury um, set up on my team. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily a guy that likes to draft out positions first. Like, Oh, I need my quarterback. I don't have my quarterback yet. I definitely like to go value there. But again, I think the safety is, is pretty good with, uh, with Deontay. So
1: yeah, you can't argue with your your team, I don't think, to start. It's JT, Kyle Pitts, and Deontay Johnson. Strong foundation. After Deontay, went, Ezekiel Elliott, Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle, and Keenan Allen. What do you guys think about George Kittle this year in the third round? Are you guys just done and tired with the injuries and the inconsistencies of George Kittle in that offense? And now who knows who their quarterback is going to be? Apparently Jimmy G still has not been traded. Apparently they're not infatuated with Trey Lance so how do, how do you guys feel about George Kittle this season because I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to take him in the middle of the third Uh,
3: no I think he, there's another tier break for tight end that it's not talked about enough George Kittle is not one of those top elite tight ends anymore he'd fall more with a TJ Hawkinson group I'd say a little bit later in the draft so mid third round on a Unless it's a tight end premium league, I think it's a reach a little bit.
1: I hear you. Yeah, yeah tight end premium, Kittle might go in the second round, I think.
2: Right, right. We kind of just let these incredible running backs fall into, Mike, into Mike's lap here after double tap and wide receivers in the
1: first two No, rounds. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so after, after Kittle was Keenan Allen, and that brings it up to me, and as Matt just uh, started talking about here, I already have the two wide receivers, the tight end tier drop. Um, there's no Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, who I think are the, and Kyle Pitts, who I think are definitely the top three tight ends. Um, I don't think I need to reach for or grab another wide receiver here. I think it's a good spot to grab a, an RB1 type player. Um, Javante Williams, it's, it's very upsetting that Melvin Gordon returned because Javante Williams would be, first-round pick easily if Melvin Gordon did not return to Denver, but he did. But maybe Javante Williams just completely outplays him and takes over anyways. That is a possibility and in the cards for Javante Williams because of how well he played as a rookie.
3: I Um, mean, I think the Melvin Gordon returning is more than just bad for fantasy. I think it's also an indictment on what the
2: Broncos think of Javante Williams. So you got to take that into account. I want to agree with Cass there and I'm not a yeah. Javante hater. So, so don't come at my, my social media and, and, you know, try and cancel me here, um, me. but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Go at Cass, leave me alone. I'm just agreeing. Don't shoot the messenger. But Javante's yeah. never had more than 50% of carries in his entire football career. Like not, I mean, maybe in high school, I don't really count those stats too much. I'm not that deep into Devi like our, our, our guy, Brad, um, but he never had 50% of the carries at, North Carolina, he didn't have more than 50% of the carries as a rookie. It's something that he's never done. He's always been a committee back and he's been the early down back in that committee. The issue with that is Marvin or Melvin Gordon rather is still more than capable, even in his later years, of holding the early downs as
1: well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hear you. I just I don't know if they I don't know if that means they're they're not like super trusting in Javante Williams being like a star. I think it might just be trying to keep his legs fresh and Melvin Gordon, just really being a a strong veteran presence on that team. But right. Cause we we've seen how good he is on
3: that limited playing time or limited carries or opportunities, whatever you want to call it. So why not keep him in that role where he has been so good? Why try to expand his role and possibly ruin his efficiency and whatnot. So I understand why they did it, and I, I think I, I, it was a little bit too harsh before saying it was an indictment, but uh, just keeping him where he's most efficient, and unfortunately, that's not what wins for running backs in fantasy. So I say he's a very efficient player, but uh, at a limited role, and, and that's okay. That's his role. Yeah,
2: yeah he, he was RB18 in uh, PPR, last year even in a uh, and it took a few games before that role even became a 50 50 split so if they enter the season as a 50 50 split he has low end rb1 upside right away i think and if the transition really does get made like like remember what melvin or yeah um man that was hard to do (laughs) mark ingram and alvin Kamara, um their roles when alvin Kamara came in as a rookie camara was on fire as a rookie pass catcher and mark ingram led the league in rushing touchdowns and then the next season that was just the changing of the guard was full force like ingram didn't was on the ravens um the following year they didn't use him at all his last year in new orleans and that was it like camaro was the bell cow so you could see something similar that that is a there is a precedent for that changing of the guard in the nfl with successful running backs before
1: i like the comparison a lot that's it's interesting um with that being said, I am on the clock. Uh, we'll jump back into this draft. I, I have the option between Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers and company. There's someone I want who I'm going to hope falls to the fourth round and hope Cass doesn't steal him from me. Um, with that being said, brother, oh, am, brother, I'm going with the best offense in the league with the RB who... Came back from a brutal injury and just took over. Even though the backfield was in pretty good hands with Daryl Henderson, I'm taking Cam Akers here. Um, I'm taking the upside chance with my RB one spot. Nice. Cam Akers did not play great upon his return last season, but the the Rams really showed that they believe in Cam Akers and they want him to be the guy. Um, so I'm believing in the running back one on the best offense in the league in Los Angeles. So I now have Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, and Cam Akers. Team seven going with the running back route again. Javante Williams, um, Darren Waller, another tight end. Seeing four tight ends go in the first three rounds, is five tight ends in the first three rounds is not something I expected. Mixing it up. DeAndre Hopkins to team nine. Uh, this was pre-suspension, I suppose. Um, so imagine DeAndre Hopkins isn't suspended, folks, just for this one. Um, Aaron Jones at 310, and then Antonio Gibson at 311. So four of the six picks before cast. Our running backs and now Cass is on the board again. Um, his team, if you recall, Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase. So let's see which direction he goes here. A lot of a lot of ways he could go. Speaking of indictments against players
2: and and moves that have been made, as I do not think that the commanders are overly confident in Antonio Gibson at all. Well, commanders just don't get used to that. Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. ahead. My I was trust me, I was like preloading it. (laughs) I didn't want to let the
1: uh the R-word slip. I, I agree, though, man. It's 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 tough to see them draft another running back. And like last year, they just weren't unleashing Antonio Gibson. It's bringing like, McKissick back like he yeah, signed with Buffalo and
2: they were just like, no, we'll give you more money. Like, don't. Yeah, please don't McKissick go was like,
1: yeah sure. Because like he knows he has a role on that team no matter what. So it is. It is tough there. That's why I, I wasn't really considering Gibson at the three. I, maybe if I had a stacked RB room, we take an upside shot on Gibson. But I feel like he's just going to be a headache, yep. similar to the last, similar to last year, and every week kind of being touchdown dependent as well. Um, so I'm with you on that, Matt. Yeah, I
3: sadly agree as well. I guess I like Gibson a lot. Uh, I think. I, I mean, I like the comp he has on the Roto app. If you haven't checked those out, those are pretty cool. And I like his prospects, but again, the team doesn't seem to trust him. And last year, I was very—I was a big supporter of JD McKissick, and he delivered most of the time. So the fact that he's back just is, is not great for Gibson. Yeah,
1: JD McKissick has always been a big fan. The
3: man, the man. Yeah, he—that's—that's he, that's my type of player. You know,
2: Gio Bernard, uh, JD McKissick,
3: especially in PPR leagues. For hey, sure. Gio
1: this Bernard.
2: This is really random, but Sony Michelle just signed with the Dolphins. Ah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. The uh, they don't really. Oh, I'm just seeing it now. Yeah, that's. You interesting. saw it, Matt. All right. <laughs> no, I think
3: <laughs> Timmy uh, put it in the chat uh, a couple hours ah, ago. Temi, yeah, yeah, he's on it. He's on it. Yep. Just but uh, anyway, back to my pick. Yeah, Cass, this is please. not something I would just advise people do. For the sake of it i'm doing it because i'm going by best player available according to me mm, oh so, like i'm a little scared I'm you're gonna like who i was looking at oh i'm definitely I'm but uh, wait for my next pick i'm stacking <laughs> it with t higgins at Ooh. the 312 double great pick. great pick. cincinnati wide receivers i think he's a great player he got uh, over a thousand yards last season i was between him and mike evans to be perfectly honest And I went with T. Higgins because I really, really, really like. I think they're actually a little bit comparable to big dudes, just uh, always producing. And uh, even behind Jamar Chase with an inexperienced quarterback, he got over a thousand yards and actually got more yards than Mike Evans last season. So I'm all in on T. Higgins. Double target that Cincinnati. The vertical team certainly.
1: The Berto team certainly has a, a love affair with T. Higgins as well. We right, were right. all over him as a rookie, too. His comps were off the charts, and he uh, I think it's fair to say that he delivered so far in his young career. Correct. Now, uh, to snipe Mike,
3: as <laughs> I intended. Ho- hopefully, this is who you were talking about. But, yeah, I'm about to exploit early ADP a little bit and finally fill up my running back spot with the man – I uh, criticized before the show,
1: Mr. Breeze Hall. Breeze Hall, that is not who I was looking at. Over All right. Over, oh, some, wow. very, over some solid running backs. Not you more go, solid than Breeze Hall, baby. Breeze Hall over David Montgomery, the, the volume king? Uh, That, I mean,
3: yeah. Over J.K. Dobbins? Basically, yes. Over- the answer to those is yes.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm just going to tell you who I'm about to pick because I'm shocked that you took him over this guy too. Is Leonard Fournette? I'm uh, oh, right, yeah. I'm yeah. honestly mind boggled as to why Leonard Fournette isn't getting drafted higher. I know they just brought in Rashad. That's a good point. Yeah. Too, in Tampa Bay? But Leonard Fournette was tremendous. He was a top seven PPR running back last season. Was super consistent. Is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who shockingly still have Tom Brady. Um, what a right. What a real uh, exciting um, retirement that was for Mr. Brady. <laughs> 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, Cass. I mean, I like the upside and its main. It's a mock draft. We'll see where these guys land later. I mean, in the it's pure upside. It yeah, we're definitely going to come back and,
2: and check these, these right,
3: teams. Right, right, for sure. See how they look. I mean, he's a highly touted prospect, and compared to, I, I've seen some interesting comparisons done. I, I won't tell you my source, but uh, I've seen uh, J.T. McCaffrey, Marshawn Lynch, and and that's that's what I like to see. Let me tell you,
1: yeah, and look, maybe maybe the Jets are this year's uh, this year's Bengals, as Tim right. wrote an article about, and even if Brees Hall was last year's, we we don't like Joe Mixon on this. Uh, <laughs> On this podcast, typically, but he was a good fantasy player last year. A lot of it had to do with the Bengals being a great offense, and maybe the Jets turn it around, and Brees Hall would likely be a big reason why. So Brees Hall. Michael Carter's not
3: stealing work. They can share. He's not stealing work. So no, I, I'm fairly
2: confident in, in in this pick. That was something that I like. We kind of was floating all over Twitter is wherever Brees Hall lands. It doesn't matter who is there. He becomes the workhorse. Like, it doesn't hurt his value if he lands in a loaded backfield. It hurts whoever else's value is there. And that was yeah. Michael Carter.
1: And it was, like, uh, Nathan Janke of PFF. Like, I mean, I like his, his work, but, like, he put out a way too early rankings in, like, March. And I quote tweeted it because I was like, this is what makes me want to draft in March, even though I'm, like, trying to take a break he had Michael Carter in like his top 20 overall players. And I'm like, yo, if you're drafting Michael Yikes. Carter at top 20 overall, I definitely want to draft with you. Like even like I'm, I'm a Jets fan. I know Michael Carter played well last season, but I'm also not delusional. Um Thinking Michael Carter was just going to be like this stud RV one moving forward. And I do think Brees Hall certainly becomes a lead guy there as well. So Cass Kelsey chase Higgins and Hall fun team got to say, definitely a fun team. team. I mean, a good-looking team on paper right now, too, to yeah. be honest. And then after Brees Hall goes David Montgomery, Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs, uh, Mike Evans, Justin Herbert, and then back to me. And I told you guys I'm taking Leonard Fournette here um, to – I mean, I think I'm drafting two RB1s, and I already have two wide receivers, so I think it'd be top five. So I'm a big fan of my team thus far with Cup, Lamb, Akers, and now Fournette. After Fournette goes Chris Godwin. <clears throat> Then Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, a little early there. Amari Cooper, the newest Cleveland Brown. Let's see if he could have more success than OBJ did as JK Dob- Dob- now to Mr. Psych Ward himself, Matt, who again could go in several different directions with JT Pitts and Deontay Johnson thus far on his roster.
2: Well, I'm pretty stoked well, at what what just fell to me. Um there's DK Metcalf and DJ Moore are sitting back to back on this board right now. Um, I'm not feeling super good about DK Metcalf. And because this is a mock draft, um, as I was talking about my previous pick with Deontay Johnson, I'm going to take floor here. And the epitome of wide receiver two safety is DJ Moore. He's got wi- weekly wide receiver one upside, always finishes in the top 15. If you're going for a wide receiver two um, with Deontay kind of holding down that, that wide receiver one role hopefully with uh, that continued volume in Pittsburgh yeah I really like DJ Moore coming in as a top 15 wide receiver and being able to fill out my wide receiver two room Um, the other pick that fell that I was really happy about and it's probably not a direction that I would usually go um, but I'm feeling pretty confident about this area that um, that we're sitting in right now and that I'm not going to really be able to get a better high upside running back later so i will actually take an, a running back pretty early um in comparison to where i usually would and travis Etienne is who i want to bring over to this team interesting
3: it's funny that you mentioned uh dj Moore and dk metcalf like that because those were the first and only guys in my queue right now obviously that queue is gone yeah. now but uh, yeah those were the clear picks for i me. like the turn
1: i had them both in my queue as well so
2: yeah and um, i i mean it, it would have been. It obviously, the viewers are like, why wouldn't you just take both of them? <laughs> like, but that, for me, I really like Travis Tien. I I really don't like a lot of uh, running back value late, except for very late. Um, so like, I'm not as happy about. I don't feel as confident as James Conner or on James Conner as other people do this season. Um, because it was a lot of touchdown upside, and there wasn't a whole lot of efficiency behind those touchdowns. And I don't think that you can expect that ceiling to continue and other running backs in that tier are essentially like the chase Edmonds. And that's not really an area where I want to build out a team, whether it be dynasty or redraft. I think Travis Etienne could finish um, as an RB one, especially in PPR. I think he's going to have a much bigger role than people realize. I think he's healthy. I think he's in a high functioning offense, high functioning should, isn't really the wrong word, a high improving offense (laughs) a developing offense where they're going to want to see what they have with their young players that have potential and talent and etn should be at the top of that list behind trevor lawrence so i I, i'm thinking the majority of the offense is going to run through them with doug peterson and his style of calling plays so it's somebody i'm really excited about to draft in in dynasty and redraft leagues based on his value
1: yeah i hear you there um after DJ Moore and Travis. Well, now Matt's team is looking like Jonathan Taylor, Kyle Pitts, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, and Travis Etienne. Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore as the wide receivers. Certainly catching a lot of balls, I'll tell you that much. Um, after Etienne goes DK Metcalf, CEH, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. This is a little upsetting to me because I was going to actually take Murray or Jackson here. I thought it was a good spot to grab. the uh, I
2: Agree. The runner, yeah, I think the, the fifth round is a really good quarterback spot.
1: Yeah, to to grab the running quarterback there I thought was ideal. And then back-to-back picks to get Snipe is is not great. So now I have options. Um, I was looking at some wide receivers, some running backs again, because I'm also, as you guys know, not a big Hawk guy. I made fun of Tim Ripita last year. Are you a little scared that TJ Hawkinson wasted his first – his big games the first two weeks of the season? And then he actually ended up wasting his best weeks the first two games of the season. That was a fun time. Um, so I'm not looking at tight end either and I'm gonna go with a running back who this is odd for me to go three running backs in the first five rounds but again we have two flex so the flexibility is there ah uh-huh, flex and flexibility <laughs> uh, Ooh, uh-huh. nice. <laughs> so I know Matt just kind of shit on this guy a little bit but I've always <laughs> been a fan of his
3: bro and I think no. I think he's
1: I think he's that's, like he's better than the other running backs here. If we're looking at Miles Sanders, Damien Harris, Kareem Hunt, and company, I'm taking my shot on James Conner here in the fifth round. Nice. Yeah, that was I exactly the up. tier that I was saying I I didn't like really. <laughs>
2: um, and I have Etienne like clearly above all of them in that tier, where you sh- kind of I I mean I guess we saw a bit of an RB two run go
1: there with Fournette and Jacobs, David Montgomery all go in that round as well. So after um after my selection there. So now my team is Cup, Lamb, Akers, Fournette, and Connor. Goes Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott, Michael Thomas, Dallas Goddard, Adam Thielen. I do not like a- any of those picks. I don't like long. that Thielen after pick. I-, I think the Mike Thomas pick is fine.
3: And I I don't disagree with the Prescott pick either. I don't think he's gonna be as mediocre as he was last year. I don't want to say bad because he wasn't bad. He was just not good. I think he might be a little bit more decent so fifth round is not the worst
1: all right with that being said um Cass you are now on the clock once more you have Kelsey Chase Higgins and Brees Hall so you have some running back work to do or maybe you go uh, a little zero RB ish here because I don't know about you but I don't think the running backs look super enticing there's a couple guys I have my eye on but Let's see uh, who you decide to go with here.
3: Yeah, this is a
1: tough spot because I don't want to take uh,
3: the running backs around this tier this early, but I know they're probably not going to make it back to me. So it's 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 a tough spot to be in currently. Uh, however, I do think I'm going to go QB with either one of these picks.
0: Mm. So
3: I'm going to let you... You guys pick, because I cannot pick. So I could go with the super inadvisable super stack and pick Joe Burrow right here. Oh, boy. Go triple. I do you not do that? I mean, yeah. But there is, yeah.
1: There is someone I prefer on this list. I don't know who your second option is.
3: My second option was Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because you have that yeah. uh, rushing upside. So, like you said, this is around the time where you're going to get those rushing QBs. So uh, that's actually what I'm gonna do. I'm going Jalen Hurts with the five yeah, twelve.
1: You sniped me on, on that one, Cast. I was hoping he'd fall to the middle of the next round. So yeah,
3: no, not 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 right now, brother. Not right now. <laughs> now for the six one, this is uh, an interesting pick. I'm going with with Brandon Ayuk. Ooh. Oh,
2: you son of a mother! I
3: considered uh, the likes of Waddle around here, but uh, Debo's most likely gone from San Francisco. Or if not gone, sitting out out of Zoom, and Waddle just got Tyreek Hill competing with four targets, so yeah. he gets a little bit bumped down.
1: Ayuk's a pick, baby. Yeah, I like it. I especially him. if I mean. if Debo does end up leaving San Fran, Ayuk's value is gonna skyrocket. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Cass. If I draft Joe Burrow, will you trade me straight up for Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Only you throw uh, James Conner in. I love uh, no that. Deal. <laughs> yeah, too bad, bro. So after Brandon Ayuk goes Allen Robinson, the newest Los Angeles Ram, Damian Harris, TJ Hawkinson, Kareem Hunt, and Elijah Mitchell, and it's back to me. I have two, running, excuse me, two wide receivers and three running backs here, so I have one more flex open, a tight end quarterback. Um, but, again, I don't really love the quarterbacks here. I'm not going to reach for a quarterback. I never do. I don't love the tight ends here. I'm not going to reach for a tight end. And there's one guy here that I really like. Um, think he gets super disrespected. His, I guess the lead wide receiver in this wide receiver room is now out for some of the season. I'm going with Hollywood Brown, the newest member of the nice. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I was really hoping I could stack Murray and Brown in rounds five and six, but I ended up stacking James Conner and Hollywood Brown instead. But I'll take, I'll take some of the uh some of the offense here. I'm not gonna not going to complain about getting part of the Arizona offense. So I'm going with my man Hollywood Brown, who I think has a good shot to really have a big season as in in the up tempo passing uh, offense that they have there in in uh, in Arizona compared to where he was in Baltimore, which was just he basically said like I just I just didn't want to play in that scheme anymore. Lamar knew that, so it seemed to be a uh, like a mutual respect about him leaving. Um, so now. Hollywood Brown gets his wish with that pick. I now have Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and Hollywood Brown. It's an interesting team, but that's pretty a pretty decent start, to be honest. I'm it. <laughs> uh, yeah, after, I kind of like that too. After Brown goes, Lockett, Sutton, Garrett Wilson, Ayo. I was hoping I could snag him in the seventh. I, round. I would have taken. No, I would have yeah, taken him good. for that's sure. Good.
0: Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. Another New York Jet off the board. Oh yeah, I love it. And then James Robinson at six eleven, and now it's back to Met with Taylor Pitts, Deontay Moore, and Travis Etienne. Some decent options here. Let's see. Let's see which way you decide to go.
2: Yeah, Cast already prefaced the a guy that I think, especially as a wide receiver three, I'm super fine with that value for my team build. I'm incredibly fine with the value um, in the late uh, the late six six twelve and seven one turn. So to finish out the sixth round I'll take Jalen Waddle from Miami um I think his evaluation as a top 12 wide receiver in dynasty is a little crazy um with Tyreek Hill there I think that he'll probably finish much lower than that ceiling for for as long as Hill is under contract um but in a redraft league and as my wide receiver three where I really only need him to withhold in a top 36 floor and anything that he meets ceiling wise above that is obviously beneficial to wins above. So yeah, I think that's a good pick and a safe pick for a wide receiver three to fill out that room. i certainly wouldn't go running back at all after grabbing that um, ETN a little earlier than I would usually grab running backs. Um, and I think there's a pretty high upside guy. We saw a rookie wide receiver go off the board already. Um, he would be, Probably my dynasty wide receiver three. Um, But in redraft, I actually think he'll have a better floor and better ceiling in a higher functioning offense than Drake London in Atlanta. So I'm going to take Traylon Burks. Ooh, I like it. Interesting. Upside shot taking the rook. Yeah, like that. Yeah, and I mean, he was right around that ADP anyway. I think I reached about seven spots on him there. Um, but again, and in, in, I certainly would have Drake London ranked above Traylon in a dynasty league and a dynasty draft. They would probably separate by maybe even a round and a half for me. Um, but in redraft, when you're just looking at year one production, I think that they're going to have similar production. Um, but London being in a higher powered offense with more scoring opportunity. Um, that that's kind of where I think he might edge London out year one. And for those that think that that affects their overall dynasty value, it doesn't not when, if they have such similar production in in their rookie years, and you know, that like if Atlanta adds Bryce young and the Titans are stuck with Tannehill or go to Malik Willis, then that's certainly going to help London's overall value more for a future perspective. And their profiles would indicate, um, based on their draft capital and their, collegiate production that london has a higher career ceiling but yeah <laughs> enough you, enough pandering it, that, that's it, the the pick is is traylon burks for uh, hopefully
1: a aj brown light production floor you inspired uh, team two to take a rookie as well going with kenneth walker ahead of rashad penny which i found interesting um i would not do that michael Pittman, aj dylan and mike williams round out the first five picks of the seventh round. And that's back to me. And again, I have my options here. Joe Burrow still being here is very enticing, but there are two wide receivers that I really think should not be available here. And that's Amon Ross St. Brown and Elijah Moore. I know people are a little put off that the Lions drafted Jameson Williams so high, but um, Amon Ross St. Brown is a very good wide receiver. He proved that last year. I don't think it was a fluke. Um he was good at USC as well and he just he proved that he deserves to be a a, a big option in that offense and I think he 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 took over like TJ Hawkinson's not going to out target amon St. Brown. Um so even if Jamison Williams does steal some work from Amon-Ra, I'm still excited about him and uh Elijah Moore who was a wide receiver one down the stretch last year before getting hurt. Again, Garrett Wilson, similar situation. Um, I do think he hurts Elijah Moore more than Jameson Williams hurts Amonra St. Brown. Um, so I'm going with Amon Ra here to add another wide receiver to the squad. I like it. I like that. After Amon Ra goes, Mr. Ice Cream Sandwich himself in Tennessee, Robert Woods. Very nice. Coming off an injury is a little scary. Now alongside Traylon Burks. So let's see. How and I wanted
3: Devonta Smith. Uh, teammate took it. Uh, What's Devonta Smith, who I was thinking about taking? And then Rogers, Burrow, Wilson. I don't care about quarterbacks. I'm going to take yeah. one running, running back, uh, another quarterback.
1: You know, so, I, was, I was hoping Rogers, Burrow, or Wilson would just fall to me in the next round. And then yeah, then... me too. Obviously. Yeah, I still yeah, have. I, I, I
2: filled out every other position. <laughs> like I've got the, a pretty stacked flex. Over here with Burks filling out the second flex spot on my team, but would probably need a
0: quarterback.
2: Yeah, but uh, trying to fill out speaking.
3: I mean, yeah, it's not great, like Matt said, to just uh, position Hunt and just try to draft the best player you can see. However, seeing as it's PPR and I don't want to go too much to see saw running back because the running back options get ugly real fast. I'm going with Cordell Patterson, uh, wide receiver slash running back. Ooh. With the 712.
1: Very interesting.
3: I love that. Yeah, I think he, he got range. It's PPR. And uh, yes, they drafted who was it, London, but Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire season as as of right now, May 9th. Yeah. So I don't think much changes for him. Now for the next pick, I'm going with another wide receiver, perennially underrated. Uh the bros don't like him as much as I do, but here goes Brandon Cooks.
1: Uh, yeah. Over Juju. Yeah, I mean,
3: oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Juju, That's whoops. what I thought you were talking
2: about, for sure. Whoops.
3: Yeah, I, he is also permanently underrated, and I also like him a lot. And I also missed him in the player pool, so there you go.
1: Yeah, I love me some Juju Smith-Schuster, but maybe maybe i will just grab judy smith you see here i'm not afraid of stacking up a bench before getting a quarterback or tight end um typically after brandon cooks was michael carter of the new york jets gabriel davis the uh a twitter darling elijah moore of the new york jets devin singletary and then dalton schultz so it's either i take a quarterback or there's still some decent quarterback options a tight end where there's someone i am targeting maybe in the next round or i could go wide receiver or running back and uh Matt shouted him out. It was who I thought this guy Cass was going to take, too. So I'm just going to get me some Juju Smith-Schuster on my team. I've always been a huge fan of his, and now he lands in Casey, And I think he could really have a career renaissance type of season there if all goes well. After Juju goes the rookie, Drake London, first wide receiver who was drafted this year. Rashad Penny, finally off the board. He was another, one else, another player I was looking at. Isaiah Spiller goes next. Wait, way too early. What, Isaiah Spiller? Yeah, no, what's that, that is, uh, bro?
2: that's, that's madness.
1: And yeah, you're gonna Pollard. see like,
2: you're gonna see Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds, like all of those guys. Yeah, Tony Pollard, even all of those guys will go before. Uh, Absolutely, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, yeah, I would I'd take
3: Tony Pollard a hundred times before I, I took Isaiah Spiller. Hundred uh, percent,
1: and that leads up to Matt, who. Um, it's down on the clock. Oh, real quick. I forgot to recap um, the teams of the Brodo men. cast: Kelsey, Chase, Higgins, Hall, Hertz, Ayuk, Cordero, and Cooks. A very cast team, I think. He always yeah, put together some very interesting teams. I, I, you, you, don't, you never like him, and I do very well, so I'm just <laughs> putting out that out, out there. <laughs> My team is Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Amon Ra, and Juju much better than Cass's team and then matt is now now on course, the clock now I'll, I'll recap after his uh his turn here at the eight twelve and nine one um th- this is a weird spot for me for my roster
2: building it, it seems like the the adp is shaken out for me to get my qb off the board here um but much like mike said i'm not afraid of giving myself extra bench depth before i fill out a position like i don't like to draft positions just for need. Um, I like to kind of take the best player available. Um, but there's something lining up where I think the best player available may also be a positional need. So I'm going to take Matt Stafford.
1: Ooh, that was not um, who I thought you were, uh, you were going. Yeah, with.
2: I mean, it, I don't think that we're going to have any issues with him reaching a top 12 QB season in fantasy again. Um, Super Bowl repeating, the offense is going to look exactly the same with the addition of Allen Robinson to give even a little more efficiency to the passing game. Um, Running backs are not something that I would really look at in this area. And with that being said, my next pick is going to be adding to that bench depth and that flex depth and taking Rashad Bateman.
1: Ooh, Rashad Bateman. I feel like he's kind of a a, a forgotten man.
2: Yes. And I like that. And, And another one of those ADPs that, again, being in May and doing this way too early kind of redraft style for those that get crazy and want to have a little bit of early action. um, Rashad Bateman's ADP probably won't hold up. And that's an incredible value for him. They, they cleared out the, we were talking about it earlier, Hollywood's gone. They kind of have cleared out the the room for him to become the alpha receiver there. Lamar really, really likes the kid. They really like the kid as an organization. It was one of the first wide receivers they drafted in the first round since forever. So yeah, I think it's definitely a low volume passing offense and the way that I've kind of collected these wide receivers have all been based on high reception volume and high PPR probabilities. Um, But Bateman's somebody that I think you're going to see a really safe week-to-week floor from as um, the Ravens' number one outside pass-catching option.
1: I hear you. So we now have Matt's team of Jonathan Taylor, Kyle Pitts, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Travis Etienne, Jalen Waddle, Traylon, Traylon Burks, Matt Stafford, and Rashad Bateman. Another very interesting Damn. Team. That's a nice-sounded
2: team, if you ask me.
1: After Bateman goes Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, Dawson Knox, Tom Brady, as a backup quarterback. Interesting. I'm the last player to not have a quarterback. So I'm gonna wait even further for a quarterback. Interesting. And I was I was planning on taking a quarterback here, but then this guy fell even further, and I can't let him fall much more. And that's Chase Edmonds of the Miami Dolphins. They gave him nice money. Yes, they brought in Raheem Mostert, but Raheem Mostert is likely to play less than 50 snaps. And Sony on Sonny Michelle. And Sony Michelle. And Sony Michelle who and Miles Gaskin is Sony Michelle and Miles Gaskin, who is Miles Gaskin. And- Garrett Dokes. Garrett Dokes is he even on the team anymore?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They actually did sign him to an extension too. So who knows? Interesting. Maybe yeah, he's he's signed to like the full roster right now. As of right now, he is on. I the
1: I do full have some roster. comment
2: about this pick though. So I'm
3: taking Edmonds here. Okay, I uh, I'll just uh, par- paraphrase something that uh, Themi said in the in the chat earlier. That uh, just the Cardinals. Saw Chase Edmonds and James Conner play at the same time and decided to go with James Conner, who most people think he's shot instead of a homegrown younger Chase Edmonds. So that is something to note.
1: I hear you, but uh, James Conner is better than everyone we just listed. Right. On the Miami depth right. Chart. Maybe That's not right. Mostert, but Mostert's never healthy. So James Conner is better than Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert has been very good when healthy. In his opportunities, but it's been like it's been such a such a small sample that we don't even know if he's actually good or not. It's like any sort of volume capacity um, after Chase Edmonds goes Chase Claypool, Zach Ertz, Ramondre Stevenson, Chris Olave and Mike Gesicki. It's back to Casanova,
3: bro. I promise I'm, I'm not doing this on purpose. I mean, uh, first of all, let me get this out of the way. Uh, I'm going with Tyler Boyd, going with the triple stack with Cincinnati wide receivers. I, I mean, they just keep falling. Now you should, me. you
2: should have just drafted Burrow, man. You're yeah. going yeah, to kick an entire week of value. I'll down trade the road with anyway. Matt later on.
3: Yeah. But, uh, I'm yeah, a very he's, if you want a wide receiver three, he is the wide receiver three to have. So there you go. I don't like any of the options that are available to me other than him. So to compliment him, I'm going with another wide receiver two slide slash three on his you know what? no, I'm switching it up. I'm going with my boy JD McKissick let's go. Ew.
1: no way. seecil running uh, back a little early, little early maybe. Man, yeah, people are yeah. taking backup wide receivers, I mean quarterbacks right Thank now. Thank
0: you, everybody, for listening That's to this episode. To catch the rest of Rude, the episode, please Gordon, join us over at Patreon.com, the rest of this episode is one of to a, to a ton of and features and, features and extras now that now we offer you to help you win your leagues here. and dominate all season long. Also, don't forget to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo. Albert the number one. Number I on. one Albert, app oh, I like for for fantasy information and is on Denver you now with Russell Wilson. For, I know it's a big pass catching room, and utter. but Fantasy domination! I'll Don't take forget Alvaro to follow us at, on Twitter Wilson, at, in it in at fantasy fantasy day, and, and on, on Instagram over some of these and TikTok. Tight end options. Like, I'm on TikTok. Like for, for my, my brothers
1: the fifth at Broto FF or six. Mike
0: at Broto FF Jason, our brother from another mother that, uh, at Broto FF there. Casanova. Um, and after that goes Chris Carson, Tim Cousins, @darius Tony, and Kenny Galladay, and it's back to Matt with later.
1: About five rounds here left to go to finish filling out our spots.
2: What are you thinking, Matt? I think you missed out on a tight end here that I would rather have over Alberto. And is it I usually... No, it's Cole Komet. And I'm not going to draft <sighs> Cole Komet on these turns here. Um, I think uh, personally, I would rather have him over Alberto just for tar- comp- tar- target competition. And his third year breakout is looking almost guaranteed at this point. Um, I really like Justin Fields. He's not somebody that I'm as low on as other people have turned. I think the Bears are, they certainly haven't surrounded him with enough talent to give me, you know, that I would draft him as a QB1 in redraft confidence. But I feel pretty confident about Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet as pass catching options in both Dynasty and redraft. I'm not going there, but I think that I would take Komet over um, a guy like Alberto. but my pick, and it, it is funny that it got all the way down here and we've gotten back to the guy that you would ask how long would it take before I reached for him? Because I'm going to take Rashad White. There it is. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to take Rashad White at the in the seventh round here, or the 10th round, rather. <laughs> I'm getting a little behind myself. Um, In the 10th round before the uh, 11th round turn. I think Rashad's a great, like, handcuff. Basically, if you like to stack high upside handcuffs, he has the same high upside as Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard does if Ezekiel Elliott goes down. So if Fournette goes down and and even if Fournette stays healthy, I think he has a legitimate role where you could on some off weeks, plug him in as your flex. And if Fournette does go down, you have RB2, RB1 upside just sitting on your bench. So I really like uh, Rashad White overall. That's going to be the pick. Um, And then a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, maybe not where, I would normally go and and I think that that's been a bit of a trend with this being so uh unused to these redraft adps but I'm thinking I like some of the rookie upside here and speaking of kind of mm-hmm. having low car target competition I like Christian Watson. I like nice. Christian Watson from Green Bay. Um he's I had him queued up. He's not a prospect that I'm super high on, but when I try to think about where I'm taking value in these later rounds and, and already having my starters kind of locked in a set it and forget it lineup, so to speak. Um, Christian Watson's somebody that, if you're in a very active redraft league, his value is definitely going to spike from where it's at in ADP. So you could make a trade um, later on and, and everybody gets rookie fever. Um, but he's also somebody that you could see play above a Rashad Bateman or a Traylon Burks with Aaron Rodgers
1: as the quarterback. So yeah, I like I it. Think that's a good in, in the eleventh round, you might as well take the upside there. Right. I like the pick. Um, after, after Watson goes, Hunter, Henry, DJ, Chark, OBJ, and Rob Gronkowski, it is now back to me. Look, I basically already punted the QB position, and there's no one that stands out, so I'm just going to wait a little bit longer because there is a player that I prefer here, um, and that's Michael Gallup. I'm going to stack CD Lima, Michael Gallup. Interesting. Now um, In the 11th round with no Amari Cooper, I know he's coming back off injury, but Michael Gallup is another guy that uh, he's produced when on the field um, with when he's given volume. It's just all about his health, really. And, yeah, the Cowboys drafted Jalen Tolbert, but Jalen Tolbert's not going to step in and command the targets that Amari Cooper commanded. Um, so I'm taking Michael Gallup here.
3: Just something to note is uh, we're not sure if Gallup's going to be healthy week one. Recently yeah. they came out and said so. That's something moderate.
1: If not, then smash it. After Gallup goes Justin Fields, Ronald Jones, Cole Komet, Derek Carr, and James Cook, who I was also looking at and is very – how do I put this? He's just been – he's causing a lot of issues on Twitter. Some people say you should draft James Cook high. Some people are saying completely disregard James Cook. It's been – Pretty annoying in the Twitter landscape. I, I, I don't. On.
3: I'm not a fan of James Cook uh, as a talent or as a situation because you have Josh Allen first and foremost. Then still have Singletary. You still have Moss, and they'll just crap on each other the whole season, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I hear you. However, you're now the is, clock, kid. It is backup running back time, so I'm going with Alexander Madison in the oh, the founding father himself. Yes, that one. Because that's what you want to do with CISO running back. Get the guy that has produced in the past and is pretty much the clear backup behind one of the big boys. Alexander Madison it is. And to top it off, I'm going with rookie wide receiver Sky Moore. We nice. talked about how Hill is gone. Wow. And nice pick. You have that void in the Kansas City offense. I, I think he can fill that.
1: I even think grabbing Juju and Sky Moore like rounds eight and like ten or eleven makes sense to get a whichever one of those guys ends up being a, the favorite option. Right, pass right. Outside that's that's of good. Kelsey. After Sky Moore goes, Julio Jones, Tyler Higby, George Pickens of Pittsburgh. That's an interesting one. Who knows uh, how much how much volume he'll get with Mitchell Trubisky and um, and or Kenny Pickett at QB and the other weapons there. Raheem Mostert and Jahan Dotson. It's back to me. We only got two more picks, folks. Basically, and then we were kicker and defense to close out the squads. Um, so I could go in any direction. Direction here, really. I think I'm just gonna wait till next round to grab the quarterback. Um, with that being said, I think I'm gonna go at running back here, just because I have a lot of uh, pass catching depth already. Um, so I'm gonna go with someone who people liked last year around this spot, and then. He had a huge week one and kind of just completely fizzled out. But if DeAndre Swift gets hurt, Jamal Williams could end up being an interesting um, player to have. Nice. I
3: like that. So I'm I going like with that.
1: Jamal Williams here. And after Jamal Williams goes Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, Noah Fant, and Trevor Lawrence announced back to Matt for his last two picks before we close out with a kicker in defense.
2: I think I need a little bit more uh, running back depth and a little bit more flex depth, so to speak here. Um, Cass kind of nailed it. There's there's this is kind of handcuff territory and there is one handcuff um, above all the others that I really like Uh, actually uh, two. So I'll name them both. I'm going to pick Kenny Gainwell um, from Philly. Mm They didn't add anybody to that team. And I was already very high on Uh him before the NFL draft as a PPR option. Um, Miles Sanders has shown difficulties in that role his entire career. Kenny Gainwell is absolutely phenomenal on all pass catching metrics, like top eight in the league in virtually everything that you can imagine Uh, yards per route, run yards per reception um, so yeah, I think Kenny Gainwell has a legitimate opportunity to continue a role as a PPR stud there. And if Sanders goes down get a little bit more rushing work, uh, he was actually really efficient on the goal line too, which is something that miles Sanders is not efficient at, <laughs> um, even though he is, even though Kenny is undersized. Yeah. Um, and then I think I got to just be true to myself here, guys. I think I just have to be true to the brand and we're going to select Rondale more. Ah, <laughs> there, there it go. is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Ask me if I'm shocked by pick. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody should be. Uh basically you can scroll my Twitter feed for no less than five minutes to find your latest Ronaldale Moore propaganda. So exactly. yeah, he's somebody that I that I really like. Um I'm still really high on. Hollywood does didn't affect me at all. It was the slot role opening up for him. That's where he thrived as this insane freshman breakout in Purdue, and that's where he would continue to thrive in Arizona's offense when they gave him that role so i'm really still really excited about him i still think he's going to get more backfield touches than people realize with chase edmonds out of the picture um i think he's going to get pass catching work on third downs out of the backfield sparingly and they're going to start using him in in a gadget role which is a bit of a negative um connotation or has a bit of a negative connotation when it comes to fantasy but for rondale Moore, that's an incredibly positive thing
1: there you have it, folks. Keep an eye on Rondell Moore. After Rondell Moore goes Robbie Anderson. Oh, fall from grace from him. Uh, Tua, who I was considering here, of course. Everyone's drafting backup QBs now. Don't do that, folks. Russell Gage and then Christian Kirk, and it's back to me. I'm basically streaming quarterbacks at this point, um, but I'm going to take the man, the myth, the legend, the true value king himself, Ryan Tannehill, just like an honorary quarterback selection. Here. Nice. Out of respect. And it's good thing you don't have a backup uh quarterback because he might not want to
3: mentor him too much. Yeah, that's oh. true. Very smart.
1: Oh. <laughs> after but Tannehill anyway, goes. Folks. Uh, <laughs> after that shot at Ryan Tannehill, don't you dare cast never again. No, I love uh, I love you, Tanny and Amy. <laughs> after Tanny goes, Jacoby Myers, Jarvis Landry, Marlon Mack, Chuba Hubbard, Alan Lazard. And now Cass has one more pick and then a kicker or a defense. Who are you going to close your team out with, Cass?
3: Right. So, just uh, I usually, sh- I mean, like you said, I'm not picking a backup tight end, not picking a backup quarterback. I usually also avoid picking a kicker in most of my redraft uh, leagues. However, I'll do it this time because we'll just round out the roster. However, for this pick, I'm going with Jalen Tolbert.
1: Nice Oh, nice. Uh, wide receiver three in Dallas.
3: That. I'm a big fan. Uh, the comps are a big fan of Jalen Tolbert. Also, if Michael Gallup does not start the season. He could start in that wide receiver two role, maybe put his elbows out, get a, get a little bit of a, of a, a role for himself. I think he's a high upside pick at the end of the draft. Now. I
1: like that cast. I like that.
3: I have the <laughs> honor of picking Justin Tucker as the first kicker of the, of the board. So, look at that! Starting the kicker, the, the kicker spree. The kicker, uh, I went with the
1: goat. Yeah, I'll take Evan Tyler McPherson. Bass here, Evan McPherson. I would have, have loved to have had that fall back. Matt, you're on the board. I took Tyler Bass as the kickers and defense go. Then I'll recap our teams.
2: Um, well, then I'll will just take the I'll take the kicker one of last year. I'll take Nick
1: Folk. Mick Folk, and now you're on the clock to draft a defense.
2: Oh, I get to draft the first defense? That's right. Oh, well, I, I mean, pure homer, pure homer pick for me. I, I don't care how anybody evaluates defense. I'm taking Saints defense, and we're going to finish as the number one defense <laughs> in fantasy.
1: Nice. <clears throat> After Saints defense, I'm not recapping the kickers and defenses, folks. I'm sorry. I'm taking the commanders defense. Go, commanders. Yeah. And now and it's if up the cast falls to Castor. right. It
3: I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Thank you very much. Ayo, wow. Nice. Excellent. All right, the draft Excellent. has ended. Defensive
2: picks by us.
1: The draft has ended, folks. I'm going to recap the teams and then recap the starting lineups. So Matt A has – smoked you guys. <clears throat> Matt has JT, Kyle Pitts, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Travis Etienne, Jalen Waddle, Traylon Burks, Matt Stafford, Rashad Bateman, Rashad White, Christian Watson, Kenny Gainwell, Rondell Moore, Nick Folk, and St. Steve. A very dynasty-based draft, I think. (laughs) I could shake it, guys. I tried. I tried. (laughs) So the starting lineup would look like Matt Stafford, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, and Traylon Burks. It's an interesting starting lineup. My team, Cooper Cup, CD Lamb, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Edmonds, Albert O., Michael Gallup, Jamal Williams, Ryan Tannehill, Tyler Bass, and Commanders defense. The starting lineup would be Ryan Tannehill, Cooper Cup, CD Lamb, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and Hollywood Brown. With Amin Juju, maybe, but an Albert O at tight end. And then Cass, Travis Kelsey, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Brees Hall, Jalen Hurts, Brandon Ayuk, Cordero Patterson. Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, J.D. McKissick, Alexander Madison, Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert, Justin Tucker, and Steelers defense. Starting lineup of Jalen Hurts, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Brees Hall, Cordell Patterson, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks, and Tyler Boyd. I think Brandon I win. I think I win. All right? But I knew. Doubtful. doubtful. Just,
2: just since we're so early... Just wait until oh, those OTA videos come out and I flip all those rookies.
1: <laughs> Smart man, you're right. I just but gotta anyway, say, it <laughs> was, was definitely a dynasty mindset. So.
3: <laughs> whose team you like the best?
1: That was fun, guys, doing a, a redraft. Way too early redraft mock. It's been a while, and I'm I'm getting a uh, I'm getting antsy now. I want to jump into a I want to jump into a couple of drafts now after seeing these ADPs and
3: stuff. Best balls.
1: Yeah, maybe a couple best balls. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the mock draft, guys. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you very much, Cass and Matt, for being on the podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com/slash, Brodo Fantasy. Get in the Discord. Um, get in leagues um, as the uh, season approaches. Uh, get Matt, uh, excuse me, Cass's DFS optimizer um, and his uh, betting optimizer Everything. as well, which absolutely destroyed Vegas last year. It was it was like a a trial run kind of and cast just absolutely dominated. It was glorious. It was a ton of fun and you can get in on that. If you join the discord um, with that being said, Matt, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter on all social media, actually at
2: psychward FF. So head on over. You want dynasty content, all the Brodo updates, all the content uh, retweets from, <laughs> from all the writers. Yeah. Head on over and check me out.
1: From the best Twitter name in the game to the best real name in the game Cass. Or you can I... find
3: me at bro ff casanova on twitter that's where you can find all my content i don't have uh, the instagram like mr Ward does but uh yeah check me out
1: yeah and i'm at brodo mike jason at brodo jason and tim at brodo tim you see what we did there uh download the app check out the site we are getting Uh, A lot of volume, more than last year. It's been a lot of fun. We just want to keep growing and everyone listening, you help us do that. So we appreciate you all. Um, And thank
0: you for listening. And I will see you guys next week. And that's that. Later, folks. See See ya.